those with that night vision agree. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey, guys. I'm here around at the table with my good friends. We have uh, Gorgonbord, we have Baron Barnabas, Morvan, and Rengar the Moonlit. We left off uh, your last episode in a little bit of a perilous situation. So, to start off with today, we're going to go around the table and you will share your name, your race, your class, and then you will share your character's favourite brew of choice, and then we'll get into it. So roll your dice to see who goes first. Off you go. Um, I'll go first. I'll go straight into it. Let's uh, go. My name is Gorgonbort the Buckler. I'm a half-orc barbarian. And uh, my favorite brew is uh, <laughs> is a homebrew. And um, it's what I used to do back in the day before going on these adventures. And it's actually called uh, the Forgotten Mead. <laughs> <laughs> because he's forgotten the rest yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go with Mr. Baron Barnabas. My name is Baron Barnabas, a Goliath fighter, and uh, I'm going to have to try some of that forgotten mead, forgotten ale, forgotten lager. What I, what, what you may have tried it because we, uh, we have we're friends from the right. past, so right. I'll fed it to him that. unknowingly. It. It's, a good, it's a good brew. <laughs> there you go. I've also forgotten how to make it, <laughs> and what it tastes like, <laughs> and did it really exist? We don't know. All right, and then Morvan, you're up. Uh, my name is Morvan Orthranus. I am a level five wizard high elf. Uh, my favorite brew is coffee. Mm. Coffee. Coffee. Ooh. I do hope coffee exists in this world. Otherwise, how would he study? How <laughs> yeah. would he spend all those nights yeah. studying? Of course it does. It fuels the Wasoni Arcane Institute. That's awesome. <laughs> Let's go with Rengar the Moonlit. Uh, obviously, Rengar the Moonlit. I am a high elf ranger three rogue two gloomstalker. And I would say that he prefers... A nice liquor, so any sort of scotch, whiskey, anything like that. Neat, of course. Beautiful. All right, with that underway, guys, you left off on your way through the dry expanse in search of an archaic. You stopped at the Sky Sword, and in doing so, you found some lore and some information that you gathered to help you on your quest. And before you left the Sky Sword, you ran into a little bit of danger in the form of some egg sacs that burst inside of a patron. Mm. and unfortunately damaged one of your fellow companions. Uh, you also made travel with Braxton, who was Rengar's brother, and in the process of being at the Sky Sword, you somehow adopted a child. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel like that. Because he it showed potential, all right? Yeah. So, yes. Uh, Morvan was impressed with one of the spells that he learnt, so as you do, you, you adopt a child that shows promise. Daddy. <laughs> uh, after that, you guys left. Traveling through a grand quarry, which was the access point for many of the humanoids that travel into the dry expanse, some of which never return. You used that point to guide yourselves. And as you did, you saw a herd of mastodon or mammoths walking atop the plain. You heard a massive screech and the sun was blocked out. And in doing so, you saw a massive winged creature, feathered, coming down to prey upon these large mammoths. As it did so, it caused a ruckus. The mammoths charged and they caused a rock fall some of them falling into the ravine below and some of you were completely covered so that is where we're cutting in right now the sun's still blacked out you hear the core of this massive avian creature in the distance as the wind billows around you the rock falls surround your person as well and you don't know where any of your allies are because 
you're basically in isolation with the darkness that you're seeing. You hear the trumpeting of Mastodon and the thudding falls as they fall to some of them, their deaths from these many, many heights above. You feel these rocks beginning to pound onto your flesh. And as you do, you just brace your hands up immediately and you watch as the stone hammer on your back begins to flare with heat. And as it does, it almost crumbles the rocks as soon as they hit you. You brace your hand and you watch as one of the rocks hits it and just moves off to the side. You're completely unscathed by this. You look around and you can see your allies beginning to be buried. You look over to the side though and you can see Morvan. Morvan is hit by one rock in the back and as soon as he does, you watch as his protective force moves around him and the rest of the rocks seem to buffer off of him. You and Morvan seem to be completely safe. The rest of you. <laughs> Oh, I rolled shit. What a weeks of anticipation. All right, so you guys take eight points of bludgeoning damage from the rocks that immediately fall. Baron Barnabas, you watch as this mammoth begins to fall and lopside upon you as it begins sliding down the rock fall face, and then you're buried underneath it with gravel and rocks around you. You try to push it off, but it's not a task you can do on your own, even with your mighty strength. It's crushing your lower limbs, and from that you take the damage. Renga, you're completely buried. Underneath these rocks, you can see small specks of light that seem to be permeating through and you can hear the voice of people around you that seem to be dodging the rocks above or below you. You're not too sure. All right. With that, what would you like to do? There seems to be no sign from Barnabas or Morvan of uh, Braxton and Wren. I guess Morvan would like to roll a perception or investigation, try to locate Braxton. I can see Yeah. Uh, Barnabas is covered by a mammoth, but Morvan is not a mighty person to do lifting, so he might... Being that we were unscathed, can we see the others suffering and where they are? Okay, so both of you roll perception checks for me, please. Okay, so both of you are able to immediately see Baron Barnabas trying his best to heave this mammoth off of him who appears to be lifeless. It's just this dead weight. On top of him, you watch as rocks are beginning to crumble from the top of the ravine and make this situation worse for him. So there's a time crunch on that one. You look over towards uh, the western side of of you guys, and from that you can see just one single hand that seems to be clutching with a familiar arm guard on it. The arm guard of um, Braxton, Rengar's yeah. brother. No sign of Rengar. All right. All right. Um, 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 how far away is uh, Barnabas? Barnabas is probably about 30 to 40 feet away from both of you. So should, far away. Should we uh, help out Braxton to get an extra set of hands to help move a mammoth? Yeah, I just perhaps. I wanted to hit a mammoth, but I don't need to. You, so, you yeah, we'll to, go. You'll hit the mammoth very shortly. <laughs> let's, well, let's go and help this hand. Do we need two people doing that? Did I go do that and you sort out oh, old mate? dirty saves. You get advantage. Time crunch. <laughs> you get advantage, uh, Gorgon Boy. Cool. Because of your danger sense. Oh, I got two nines. 17. Morvan, in the middle of his sentence, you watch as Gorgon Board is just flattened with a bold eye. You take, <laughs> um, you take twelve points of bludgeoning oh, damage. Oh fuck! And now you are underneath a boulder, looking up at the rocks just are falling upon you. And Morvan, you're standing there in the rubble all by yourself. I'm starting. Can I rage right now? You may. Wait, I'm raging. And then roll a strength save. I mean, a strength check. Athletics, right. which you'll get advantage on as a barbarian. It's Fifteen. All right. So with that. You watch as the rock flattens him. You hear this mighty scream and the rock just immediately explodes and Gorgon <laughs> gets to his feet and is just pumping. He's, he's looking ripped as fuck. All right. 
All right. I, I stop fucking <laughs> around. I start running towards the hand that I saw. All right. Yeah. With my I'm rage, with my uh, maul out. What are you doing, Morvin? I run over and help him okay. if possible. So going to the hand, both of you, how are you getting this hand out? What are you doing? I think, well, Morvin would probably be just trying to shuffle, move the rocks around that hand to try to open it up. And um, I can see the hand, so as long as I'm not hitting where that hand is, I'm going to start hitting boulders with okay. my maul. So what I'll get you guys to do is roll an athletics check with advantage, both of you. 18. 13. 13? Minus, I got a minus one. Yeah. To that okay, one. so both of you together are able to clear enough rubble. You watch as Gorgonbort smashes some with the hammer that just turns into pebbles. And you watch as well as the hand begins to clasp and you watch as it begins to unbury itself pretty much. You watch as his head pokes up out of the dust and you can see it shake. And from the facial hair, you can see all this dust begin to fall and he looks at you and you see the familiar face of Braxton. He says, what the fuck's going on? The boy's down here. We need to help him. Quick. And you watch as he starts moving moving the rocks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, moving will help him. I'm going. Same thing. Yep. Just destroying. All right. Go Shit. athletics checks again with advantage. Uh, 17. 17. Okay. With all of your help, you're quickly able to move the rubble and you can see the bald head of Ren, who seems to be unconscious. And Braxton lifts him up with the help of Gorgonbort and Morvan. He rests him <coughs> in his arms. He looks to you and says, I'm going to go put him in cover and then I'll come back to help. And you watch as he begins running off in the distance to find a spire of rock that he seems to be able to um, take some cover behind. As he runs off, you hear the swooping sound of wings and you look up and see the shadow just return and cross across the ravine. You look up and you can see the bird going for another set of mammoths. Um, and it just swoops across as... Braxton is running across the field. Um, at that, I'll get you to roll a strength save, please, Barnabas. And Rengar, you can roll a constitution save. <laughs> Eight. Okay. So, Rengar, you feel the rocks beginning to crush down upon you. The weight is getting heavier and heavier. You push as hard as you can because you can feel your chest starting to compact. And as you go to push, something shifts next to you. And as it shifts, you watch as the rocks just pile into the gap and further entrap you so 16 plus you are able to push the mammoth halfway off of you and as you are able to slide part of your body out it looks like you're almost there but your arms just give way and the mammoth crushes back down upon you with that Gorgon Bort Morvan what are you doing Brax how does it look like Brax is uh, not going to be not going to be long before he comes back to go find uh, As you're looking at him now, he's still running for the spire. Uh, fucking hell. Um, it's about 30 feet away, so two rounds, 12 seconds there and back. Yep. So do we think uh, um, Rangar is in this rubble pile as well? Should we keep I would think so. I would think he's with it? them. Uh, yeah, right, I'll go one more bang of the rock. I'm just going to not hit down, but I'm going to just hit as hard as I can just across to try and... So like a sweeping motion. Pe pebbleize him, yeah. I just don't want to hit. <laughs> All right, roll an attack roll. Yeah. Eight total? Yeah. All right, so it just grinds across rubble and stone. You hit something hard and your your sweep stops. Um, at that, Rengar, roll another constitution save for me. 20. Okay. So you are able to stop yourself from suffocating under the rock weight. You're able to buttress yourself up and give yourself just an inch or two of breathing room and your shallow breaths are able to keep you alive for now. You have one chance to signal to your friends. What are you going to do? Have a, can I... Is there a gap in any of this rock at all? Yes, you can see small gaps of of, of light that seem yeah. to be permeating through to you. It's the only thing that's stopping you from yep. suffocating. Um, so I'm going to use my Alvin cantrip, and as I'm bracing and holding my hands like that, I'm going to try and shoot like a gun with my finger, my ray of frost, so that I can 
through the fucking rock to let them know. All and right. I will continuously, mm. every turn, just say, yep, I can try and. Perfect. So probably about 15 feet from your current position, Morvan, you watch as this ice ray just emanates straight into the sky, freezes the rocks around its ejection point, and you know and recognize that spell to be Rengar's spell. You watch as it continues off like a firecracker every mm. couple of seconds. Yeah. Gorgonwood over here. All right, sweet. Yep, run right over there. And uh, shout out, Rango, we, we see the ice. Stop. Get me out of here. Stop shooting, otherwise we'll be frozen as well. <laughs> yes. All right, what are you two doing to help him escape? You guys look over your shoulder as this happens, and you can see that Braxton seems to be running towards Baron Barnabas to help him with the mammoth. Sweet. I'm going for the same swing again. I've got to get an, an actual fucking swing Go for in. an attack roll. What are you doing, Morvin? Well, since I don't want to be anywhere near that swing, I might run over and try to help out Baron Barnabas as well. I've got a 20. Okay. <laughs> Morvin does not want to be anywhere near that swing. <laughs> All right. So you watch as Gorgon Book gives you a look, and you've seen this look before. It's the look that he gives you before he's about to cave someone's fucking skull in. <laughs> you watch as he takes this this massive maul and just smashes it onto the rocks and you watch as one of them just cracks completely in half and it causes this rift down. You watch as some explosions occur as these pebbles begin to blast either side. Rengar, half of your body is free. You can now see Rengar dusty, bruised, battered, but alive. Morvan, you run over to Baron Barnabas and as you get there, Braxton is heaving on the mammoth with Baron Barnabas. Oh. Roll an athletics check with advantage. What are you going to do when you get there? I want to try to grab... Uh, wrap my arm around one of uh, Brown Barnabas's shoulders and hook him under the arm and try to drag him out. All right. Baron Barnabas needs our help. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what he says. Must have been a good roll. <laughs> right. Or can I grab his uh, glaive and as he pushes up, sort of wedge the glaive into the mammoth <clears throat> to try to leverage yeah. it? And you're able to push it up enough with assistance from Braxton. Okay, so he gets enough as well to help you heave up the mammoth and then Morvan comes in with the glaive to prop it up and as he does you're able to shimmy your way out just in time for the weight of the mammoth to fall upon you as it does some of the rocks shift and in doing so Braxton Morvan and Barnabas you need to make dexterity saves for me please 21 <laughs> 13 okay from some falling debris Baron you take four points of damage so does Braxton as he braces both of you brace and Morvan's just standing there behind your massive body is completely unscathed by any rocks like a rain shower has <laughs> just been blocked by these two um, and at that, you turn around and see Gorgonbort and uh, Rengar in their current predicament. You watch as Braxton takes off. Well, Morvan will run off, run after and try to help out. Get I'll Rengar out well. back. Oh, It's in the mammoth. Oh. So <laughs> Grab some meat. No, don't do <laughs> uh, Braxton gets to his position and grabs your arm that's free. He grabs you in a warrior's grip and he says, looks like you're a bit stuck, brother. Wouldn't be the first time. I don't want to know. And he goes to try and help you uh, pull out. So you can roll an acrobatics or athletics check to strength your way out or shimmy your way out. Um, he will assist. Pretty rough when you need your brother to help you pull out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get? 16, mate. 16. Okay. So with that, the warrior's grip strong. He pulls you out. And as he does so, you watch as the rocks create a vacuum as to where you once were. And as he gets there, I'll say that Gorgonbort, Barnabas, and Morvan get there as well, and all of your allies begin pulling you out of this rock rubble. They get to your feet, and you're coughing, spluttering, dust all over you. As they patch you, you can see this cloud come off of your falling. But you do look up and see that the mammoths continue to careen their way off the, cri the cliff in an escape attempt to try and run away from this massive bird. So 
you guys all need to roll some form of escape because these mammoths are coming down heavy now. So how are you going to escape? Use a skill of your choice. How many um, How many mastodons or mammoths do we... There's probably there? about three or four that are careening down this cliffside at the moment. Yep. Looking up, you can hear the core of this massive avian creature in the distance, but it doesn't appear to be anywhere inside at the moment that you can see. So how are you escaping? My escape is more of a, you know, diving into the cyclone. I'm going to run at them and jump and get on top of their back and then like run up the fucking careen. Okay, so you <laughs> need to either roll an animal handling check or an acrobatics check to pull off that feat. Yep, and it will be... Wait, uh, are they near us yet or...? They're careening down the cliff as we speak. So so, Roger. so they're still about 50 or so feet away from you, but with his rage, he's just run towards them and jumped up to try and get to safety. You can see that immediately coming down the cliff and then they're just scattering. All right. So... One could be coming to you at any minute. One, they might all yeah, Roger, go the yeah. other way. Yeah, You're yeah, not yeah. sure. I'm choosing my fate. Uh, <laughs> I thought they were like lemoning off the off the cliff and just to their suicide. No, oh, it's potentially what they're doing. Basically, they're lemoning off the cliff, but they're tr- they're choosing that over what's above. Okay. So, right. mm. what would you three like to do? Well, where where did Ren end up? Braxton ran him over to a pretty to a sturdy spire or something. Some yeah, there's cover. this spire that seems to be standing in the middle of the ravine of rock, and yeah. he's just you look and you can see Ren just sitting under it, just carrying, holding his ears, yeah. looking up every here and there. Well, Morvan will dash over there using his acrobatics to keep an eye over his shoulder, make sure he doesn't Roll get trampled. Acrobatics check for me. Does the spire look sturdy enough to withstand a mastodon charge? Roll a nature check. 21. Clear, you're able to dodge under the hooves of some of the, or the massive foot of some of these mammoths. As one is immediately coming down, you just roll out of the way and continue your run, Morvan, towards Ren, which you get to. You look up in the corner of your eye and you can see at this moment, Gorgonbord just like Legolas jumping from mammoth to mammoth as he's trying to get away from this uh, chaos. That 20 plus one. <laughs> Very nice. So looking at it, this is like the last pole that's holding up the burning house if it is hit by any weight it's probably not going to stand mm. hey guys maybe we shouldn't be next to that I don't think that's going to withstand the charge of a mastodon you hear that as you arrive next to Ren Morvan alright well can I look around to try to find a safer spot to roll investigation check at that point what are you doing Rengar what um what did we note that Ren did uh, again what was that power that he used oh. disintegrate disintegrate yeah I will I will shout as loud as I can to Ren and say, now would be the time to exercise your powers. And then I just dash as quick as I can to try and get over to them. It works harder on bigger things though for him. But like maybe he can just get you to roll a persuasion check, please. And I got a 20 investigation. Yep. I'll make my way towards uh, Ren then. Okay. Just so you so can help out. check to run. Uh, it's a 13 for persuasion. All right. So he'll look at you. He'll hear you hands over his ears, but he does register what you're saying. You watch as his hand extends. You watch this gray green flicker across his hands. And as it does, you watch as he points it to one of the mastodons and he tries his best. You see some of the fur beginning to like Thanos off with the dust. But unfortunately, he doesn't seem powerful enough to actually make it disappear completely underneath this mammoth just disappears creating a massive ditch the mammoth's front foot goes into it and it basically cleaves itself into the ground and slides stopping about 15 feet away from where he's sitting cool um and as that happens you watch as gorgonbord jumps onto the back of that one slides down at trunk and sits exactly in front of ren <laughs> get all right mowgli <laughs> hey, <bitches. laughs> 18 
18, and at that moment, you watch as Barnabas is running through this stampede of mastodons. You watch as he shoulder checks one and hits it into the wall, and as he gets there, he sort of slides next to the pole, and he's just basically there hurrying everybody up. You dash, yep. Rengar. So I'll basically, my path would be mapped out to where he's hitting the stoppage points. If it's only one, then obviously that is what it is. So. Yeah, and you're able to do so. You move from stoppage point to stoppage point, and you're all now gathered with Ren. Braxton there as well. With your check, Morvan, you search the surrounding area, and probably about 70 feet to your south, you can see what looks like a small alcove in the actual ravine that looks like it heads downward into some cover, almost like a cave system or a cavern of some kind. Well, I shut that out uh, to the south. We can hide in there. All right. So let's go. Yeah. So and if there is any mammoths coming towards, uh, I'd say Rango will be firing cantrip. Uh, Ray of Frost, because like, that was slow speed. Them. Yeah. Oh, okay. both or at them. Yeah. Cool. Yep. yep. Able to do so. So the six of you begin running across the sand, Braxton holding Ren's hand as you do. And as you guys begin running the 70 feet distance, you look up into the sky and you can see careening down this massive rock is what it is. You can see this massive bird flapping its wings greatly. You feel the wind and the sand begin to pick up and it's almost buffeting you in the opposite direction to which it's coming. You watch as you're trying to dodge Mastodons as best as you can and Rengar, you're shooting off these these ray of frosts, hitting one and you watch as it immediately slows down and almost trips over itself, sliding, creating this dust cloud that buffets up across you guys. You guys all need to roll athletics checks, please, to make it to this cave system and I'll roll for the other two. If ma- if those Mastodons already have momentum and then they get hit with the ray of frost, is it their body that slows down or them that slows down? So like yeah. they still got same speed, but then they're just like, Bleh. yeah, that's why some of them are that's tripping. Fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. As Braxton, Rengar, Baron Barnabas, and Ren begin running, and they start to overtake Gorgonbort and Morvan, who seems to turn around and get cut off by a Mastodon's path that slides in uh, between you guys. Rengar. Barnabas, Braxton and Ren, you guys make it to the cave entrance and you just get yourself in there. Looking down, you can see this massive set of talons begin creaning down towards Barnabas. Oh, sorry, not Barnabas. Towards Gorgon Bort. Can you roll a dexterity save with advantage, please? Because of your danger sense. So, 13. 13? Yep. You watch as these talons begin coming down. How do you just dodge getting picked up and lofted um, by this massive bird. Um, I basically drop and roll. Instantly <laughs> 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 on the ground as flat as, I, as flat as I can and then roll just out of the way. You watch <laughs> as a talon just briefly scratches your armor and it creates the faintest scratch, only just missing by an inch. Morvan, you're looking at this in shock, only just having missed it yourself, and you continue to run through this area and you all eventually get to the safety of the cavern. You look out and watch as some of the last Macedons begin to careen across your path. After a minute or so of sitting there, you hear the birds silently begin to core off in the distance. The sand starts to settle. And all of you let out a collective exhale. What in the dusty sky? What the fuck was that? <laughs> can we, uh, yeah, at that comment from, um, from El Gorgs, can um, we identify what that creature was? Roll nature checks or investigation checks. More than didn't do too well. 13 but, uh, for Rengar. 10. Ooh, 23. Yeah. 14. All right, so Bort, having dwelled these planes before as a young person, you're always told look up to the sky. Look up to the sky because something will come and get you and drop you to your death or take you away. There were stories of massive birds with 60 to 80 foot wingspans that 
used to basically just fuck people up. And from your tribes, it was that's part of the reason as to why some of the orc tribes are below the ground mm-hmm. and why they actually live in the ravine. Do I know where those birds come from? They live in mountain ranges and they okay. come to the plains to hunt. Mountain ranges come to the plains. Cool. Does he re- relay that info? That's a uh, team. Yeah, I sure do. There is big <laughs> ass birds in the sky and uh, yeah, so I've been scared of them out whole life and you, you should not go anywhere near them. You said well, hey, hey, 60 feet would we think that they need that they would hunt only during the day? Would or we be safe travelling at night? Mm. Do we? I would say. Well, from that, from my, probably, from my strong is, knowledge of those birds, huh? uh, I would say it's a daily thing. If they, if you've just seen them hunting during the day, usually if they're nocturnal, they would hunt during the night time. Mm. So you can imagine that it has a normal solar cycle. They're too big to take on. Mm. I'd. At that note, though, we know other things dwell in the dark. Though. Oh, for sure. Don't be scared. Yeah. Daytime's not the only <laughs> shitty part of the day. What's your recommendation? Just be scared all the time. Uh, yeah. Be mindful would be a good option. Yeah. In the dry expanse, uh, do not expect anything pleasant. Uh, Renga's going to go up to um, Ren and um, and give him a sort of a, a pat of, you know, like, well done. Um, next time, you know. You're, Still unconscious? I'm sure you'll do. No, no, he's, no he's, he's up, up now. Yeah. Um, I said, oh, I'm sure you'll you'll do better, and and just give him a little bit of a pat on the head. And Braxton would know that something that Rengar would have done to him as a kid as well. Yeah, and that's it. All right. So you watch as Ren looks at you, and he looks at Braxton, and Braxton looks at you as well, and gives you a nod. Ren just sort of makes himself scarce amongst the party as you guys are talking, and as you guys are waiting for this all to settle, Braxton comes up to you guys and says. I don't know about you guys, but I need a new set of pants. <laughs> the boy, he's a brave one. If I didn't get to him when he could, did, he may not have made it. Whose fucking idea was it to take this kid in here? In fairness, it was his own. He wanted to find where he came from. Okay, so we accept the whim of every child that comes our way. Well, Fair and I just looked at him and say, Sometimes it's the right thing to do, little brother. And maybe we might find some advantage with his being with us. Okay. okay. So we'll exploit this boy for everything he's worth and jeopardize his safety in the meantime. I do feel like the elves only want him for his spell. Uh, <laughs> no, that's why I brought him along. Yeah. I don't know about you two. I, I want to return. The, uh, return the, the, to his home would be ideal situation. And the kind. May it be on your heads. It's if already on mine, little brother. We know this. He can live his life being a weak little thing, or he can uh, come with us and learn some skills. We just got to teach him to click his fingers and he'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Overcoming adversity, bro, equals success. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) He might level up. (laughs) I am in amongst our discussion that I'll I'll quietly slip him one of those spare daggers that I have. Okay. And I'll say, Mm. put this in your belt. You'll never know when you'll need it. He'll take it from you, and in his hands it looks kind of big, but he will sort of sheath it on his side. Baron Barnes is looking at the dagger, and looking at the dead Macedon, back at the dagger, <laughs> <laughs> the dead Macedon, and thinking, I'm not sure how you're going to get the heart with them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and at that you watch as Braxton sits down, and he says, I don't know about all of you, but I'm going to need an hour or so. I think that's a great idea. Um, do we know, what Renga, would any of the boys know how much ivory from a mastodon goes for? 
Roll a commerce check. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would that be? Let's go is, history, is, I guess. Is ivory... Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's um, not going to end well for me. That's uh, um, a six. I, Anyone else roll better? <laughs> I got a 16 plus... Uh, Plus two. I've got an 18. Uh, are they heavy? Is, is ivory heavy? It would be. No? It's a fucking oh, mastodon. It's, it's heavy on the mastodons because the tusks can be between five and ten feet long. Mm. Looking at these creatures, you probably know, uh, Gorgon Bort, that these tusks are sometimes used by orc tribes as weaponry or decoration or even mm. supports for their housing. Um in the world beyond the dry expanse, it can be used to fashion weaponry. So there is a value to it. I was going to say, I might just take the... Can we, well, there's oh. plenty, plenty of them, so just take the tip off one. Um, and, uh, just where, the tip. Where's, the tip. Uh, where's <laughs> the mule in all of this? You haven't looked for it. Fuck. Fuck, we've lost 30 you, days worth of... It's 30 do days we, worth do of we see this random mule just standing in the distance <laughs> somewhere? No, you don't. Roll investigation checks. Who, well, who's going out? Actually, who's going uh, out to well, take in, some... Ivory, who's looking for the... I'll what take some ivory. Doing? I'm going to go look for the ass, And I'll, <laughs> I'll go help Gorgs with uh, carving some ivory because I feel like he might need some finesse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. More Ali, he'll sit in the uh, little alcove with Braxton, send Ali out and just do a bit of reconnaissance for the hour. All right. So I'll say, Barnabas, you can get advantage on your check. Because Ali will be assisting you. Ali will have advantage because he's an owl, I believe, or is that just at night time? I think it's anything sight based, he gets advantage. Okay, well, he'll have advantage to look for the donkey. Gorgonbort and Rengar, you saddle your way up to the nearest Mastodon. As the dust settles, it's extremely quiet and unnerving. You hear a breeze come by, and you can almost hear your own heartbeats in this quiet place. You smell the Mastodon as you get to it, and it's just this lumbering smell of. Never being bathed in its entire life. <clears throat> Delicious. Covered in dirt, like a dog that's just spent too much time in the sun. Is it dead, though? Roll a perception check. Eight. That's funny. So walking up to it, you watch as Rengar, you begin walking in stride. Gorgon board, as you get closer, you just put a hand on Rengar's shoulder because you see the slow fall and rise of its belly as if it's still breathing. I do that. And I give Rengar my uh, beloved javelin to finish off the uh, the mastodon. I give him that as in like telling him it's not dead, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How big are these things? Like, is this particular one we're looking at? This is massive. My javelin's long. You'd be able to get into the heart. So, oh, so with his nat 20, does he ascertain it's like it's edging death or is it fucking just... No, it's edging death. It's okay. unable to stand. Right. It is... You can see that it's bleeding from various wounds upon its yep. leg. Um, half of its body is like frozen from a cantrip that you fired upon it. Yep. It's it's fucked. Yeah, yeah. cool. That's, so That's more of a put you, out of its yeah. misery. I'll, yeah. um, javelin. If you leave I'll, it for an hour, it will probably die. Yeah, cool. Wait. I'll um, just take the javelin from um, Gorgs and I'll, I'll walk up to it cautiously. Mm -hmm. I'll put a hand on it and I'll say, you're, you're off to a better place. And I'll straight where I assume the heart is. Yep. Yeah. Easy enough to do. You guys through the whole dry expanse and the silence is cut by this massive. <laughs> <laughs> I look to Gorgon Bort when that happens and I'm like, is that you? <laughs> you know. So easily enough, you stab that javelin directly into the soft part of its underarm and get it directly into the heart. 
You watch as it immediately stops breathing and becomes lifeless. You take the next few minutes to harvest some of its ivory tusks, which you can see is yellowed by time, but you know that they can be easily polished. So how much of this would you guys be taking? Depend on whether our mule is okay or not. All right. Just to so we don't have to carry as much, I can put wrap some around like a javelin or oh, the yeah. end of my ladle, have a sharp thing on the end, fucking just to make some use of it. And then, yeah, as much as we can put on the ass, on the donkey. All right, so it makes a survival check or two survival checks. If you make one, it has advantage. So sort that out between yourselves. Uh, 20. All right, so with the 20, both of you together <clears throat> are able to harvest this tusk, removing it from the face. You've probably got like a four-foot length that's able to be used okay. and harvested. As you guys begin traveling that back to the cave for transport purposes, what did you guys get for your perception checks, Morvan and Barnabas? 23. Okay, so 23 and? 19. 19. After about 10 to 15 minutes of searching, about 120 feet away around the corner, you can see this mule standing, stiff as a board. As you get to that, Barnabas, you move towards it slowly. Mm. And as it gets to you, it sort of rears a little bit, looks to you, roll an animal handling check. Ooh, there. I rolled a nine. Okay, so as you say that, you watch as it takes off 10 feet in the opposite direction and then stops. And every time you edge closer, it just moves further and further away. <laughs> and this goes on for about 40 minutes and you see every single bit of it with Ali Morvan. Ends up being 100 feet away. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you like to do, Barnabas? I think I've got a rope on me. Okay. So you take a rope. Make a lasso. Mm-hmm. And what do you do with it? I throw it at the donkey's neck. All right, roll a sleight of hand check. I Am I a good lasso? No, I am not. I'm not a cowboy. What'd you Just get? Just a 10. All right, so as you swing this rope, you watch as it limply falls about five foot next to it, and the donkey just looks at it. Ten's not necessarily limply. <laughs> With a little bit of a wreck. <laughs> I picture rope being limp. <laughs> so, yeah, you just watch as it hits the sand, and as it does so, roll a perception check. Ah, three. Okay. Good rolls, man. I see nothing, except for the donkey. Okay, so what you do see is the tail of a creature mm. move past your vision and strike the sand next to you. And as you look to your left, you can see that you're probably standing next to a massive rock feature. And sitting on that rock feature is about a foot long scorpion. Ah, I'm just going to yell out back down the cavern. I'm, I'm going to fight the scorpion, but I'm just going to let everyone know you're fighting a scorpion. That I'm fighting a scorpion. <laughs> but yeah, what do you do with this scorpion? It's looking at you, rearing up. You watch as its snippers are looking at you as yeah. well. I'm not very fond of uh, insect like things at the moment, so I'm going to attack it. You say that too, and it looks like it suffers some emotional damage. <laughs> 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 so I swing a glaive at it. Go for it. Roll your attack. Uh, 25. All right. So roll your damage. Uh, seven. All right. With seven points of damage, you do slice directly through its carapace and you watch as the back half of it stays where it is and the front half of it falls directly to the stone. What a... Needs to kill Scorpion. I don't know why I yelled out for help now. Did Rengar Br- see see that? Probably not. You you would have been harvesting at this point. Is it? Yeah. Okay. But I'm still yelling out, help this silly donkey that keeps walking away from me. I realise, but I'm beaten by an ass. <laughs> so at that point, as you two, Rengar, and also Gorgonbord begin carrying this tusk back, you hear, what do you say? Come help me with this ass. <laughs> uh, That's what you hear on the wind. Morvan, can you steer, can you steer the ass in our direction using Owly? 
No, I can give it a go. You, can't, uh, you can't hear him because you're in Ali's senses. You can hear what yeah. um, Barnabas is uh, saying, right. but they're uh, too so far away from Ali to... So he would have heard that he needs help, though. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I would have been watching this more than just like... <laughs> how, how, how far away am I? Are we 100 feet? No, probably a bit more now that you've started to transport the tusk back to the cave, but you can easily make it there easily. More than being a literal wingman uh, helping uh, Barnabas chase tail. Do you do you want to go and help your friend and I'll take <laughs> oh, the tusk it, back? No, it'd just be cool if I could throw a rope that far. I can only throw a javelin that far. Well, we don't want to kill it. Did, uh, well, can, how about <laughs> well, we don't Allie. want to kill the mule, do we? <laughs> can Maybe Allie. try and tice it with a little bit of food. While they're, while they're figuring out how to help me, I'm going to let's do it like, again and see how it goes. Well, I was going to say, can Allie, uh swoop down, pick up the lasso and its talons and sort of just float above? I was to try to drop, drop it, it on. His I was thinking head. to throw a bit of food behind Barnabas so that the donkey would come towards Barnabas. Him thinking that yes, it's working, and it's <laughs> then just walk straight past him. And it goes to the food. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you get with your lasso throw? A ten. With the ten, you watch as it limply falls to the side again. <laughs> you watch as Ali picks up the rope and begins hovering it over the the donkey. What do you do with it? Drop it on it. Yeah, Ali tries to drop it on him. Roll a slide of talent check. Nine. Nine? So, yeah. <laughs> plop to the side. Come on, guys. <laughs> this is... Oh, like, Did you throw the while, food? Right? Did you put the food there? Like I said, I, I, the food? I, I just pegged the food, yeah. I peg it behind. As far yeah, as, he's as, far as I can He's 150 feet it, away from you. I'm pegging it. I'm sure <laughs> they can see something. Like, uh, I yell out, Oi, donkey. Here's some food. <laughs> and you hear this... As rations fall behind you. <laughs> you watch as it looks up, the rope having fallen upon it, and it begins to walk past you. Yes. Good <laughs> towards the food. Um, at that, you pick up the rope, reel it in, and as it p- goes past you, roll one more slide of hand check. <laughs> Please throw it. <laughs> it's like right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> you swing it around your head enthusiastically this time, and as you release it, sure of your throw... You watch as you let it go and it tangles basically up half your arm. <laughs> you shake it off and you follow this donkey back to getting the food and you just grab it by the mane and begin walking it back yeah. during your rest. Man, if we were fighting, we'd be dead. <laughs> you, I was just getting all those bad throws out of the way. That's you know, just a, <laughs> That scorpion really rocked you. <laughs> the scorpion copped it. Now I'm just showing you know, non-combat situations, not critical. <laughs> all right. So at that, with everybody feeling uh, quite rested... You guys take the time to regain some hit points if you need to. And at that, you watch as the sun is beginning to set above the ravine that you're in. Well, when the sun actually sets, Morven will recharge the uh, octant as well as... I can use the octant freely at night, though, can't I? It doesn't need to. So I'll use the octant to try to determine where we are with the longitude, latitude, Mm -hmm. and... I think we were trying to make our way towards that Tabaxi village where the map maker was. The, uh, yep. Rostodon. Okay. Um, so upon your short rest with your recharge and looking at the map, can you roll a survival check or arcana check with a plus five and advantage, please, to navigate? 18. So with your 18, it takes you a little bit of time more than usual because... This is probably the first time you've actually interacted with these objects. You get the magnetometer, you lay it down on top of the map and you watch as it begins to spin. You capture some starlight with the octant 
And as you do, you sort of portray it onto the map where you can see this starlight pattern begin to protrude from the piece of paper. You identify from using these tools that you're probably four to five miles south, southwest of the sky shard. So if we traveled stealthily at night time, it's going to take us, what do you say, well, eight, an hour, about six, uh, maybe about six an hours. An hour per two miles. Yeah, so six hours. Yeah. Or, on just us. Or, yeah. or it could take three hours if we just travel normally. Or we could just yeet it through there. Yeah, but we lose. Do it an hour and a half. Yeah. In the middle of desert. Uh, he watches Braxton pipes up as well and he says, we also have to decide if we're going through this cavern or we're climbing up and traveling across the dunes. Mm. Um, at that comment, Rengar has a favorite enemy, which is orcs. Besides my half-orc companion, do I get a sense from this cave that there orc are other caves as well? Because he said orcs dwell in yeah. the caverns because of that bird. So do I get a sense that this is one of those caverns? Roll a survival check and it'll be with advantage because it's about your favorite enemy. Can I roll that as well to see if uh, yeah, <coughs> you get some vibes? That's you won't have advantage. Though. 19 yeah. for Rengar. So looking around Rengar, you can see what looks like the remains of a very old fire. You can see the remains of what looks like some desert creatures that seem to have been cooked upon the fire. And you can also see some older-looking scratches or impact marks that you feel like would indicate weaponry as if a fight went on here. Looking around as well, you find like a tuft of fur that you feel like is boar fur. Knowing that, you can see also what looks like something that seems to be stabbed into the ground almost a foot tall. It's almost like a spike or a pike that could be used to tie mounts to. So you're getting the sense that this was used for some purpose by some boar riders or something along those lines. Combined with Gorgonbort's knowledge, even with a five, you know that uh, the boar is the totem of one of the tribes throughout the dry expanse amongst others. Yep. Okay. So there's a high likelihood that either you said there's, it's a cavern or a a recess. What is it? Is there is a path down? At this down? stage, having been in here for a little while, the initial recess is what most of you see. A tunnel system. But you can also see a small crack probably about four foot wide into the back of this cavern and around a sort of corner which could descend into a deeper okay. track. Righto. But we're trying to get to Rostodon. We don't know yeah, where Yeah, we don't really goes. need to go underground, I don't feel. Yep. At this stage. Those with that night vision agree. Yeah. <laughs> Morvan, with your passive investigation, having sat in here for a while, after studying the um, the maps, you actually notice some more recent trackings through this area. Some clawings across the wall and the roof, as well as the floor, that seem to indicate um, insectoid-like creatures have clawed across and scarred this area. You also see dangling down in one of the corners of this cavern a small wisp of what looks like web. And your mind is drawn back to the creatures you saw at the dry spell. So I, I point this out to my companions and say this could very well be a, a spider's home. Yeah. Mm. That need to avoid that at all. Says, says, all right, we're going. <laughs> yep, that's it. 
Are you really sure, my friend? You're like, let's go. Do that again. Spiders are a no go. Yep. Get out of here. <laughs> Not too concerned. Just let's get out oh, of here. I thought you meant that you wanted to go and fight them. No. I was a bit confused no. I sense fear upon you, mountain folk. No, no fear. Just, uh, just appropriate caution. <laughs> Ren stands and says, caution. I like caution. And he moves closer to Barnabas. Um, so we're traveling over the land. Did we want to do so stealthily? As the sun sets, you can see that the temperature also has significantly dropped. Not to like freezing temperatures, but the oppressive heat that was battering down on your system before is no longer there. I'm thinking, I don't, I'm not too sure how stealth actually works in overland travel. Like, does that mean that do we all we roll and you take a group? Oh, outside of? Yeah, yeah. Outside yeah. of. I will do a group check. Cool. So success and failures, you also have two NPCs, so I'll roll for them. Mm-hmm. And if you mostly succeed, it's a success. And if you mostly fail, it's a fail. Hmm. Another thing you may need to consider as well is it's pitch dark. Right. No source of light anywhere for any millions of miles to see, yep. except for the stars and the moon. Mm-hmm. And looking out, does it look like it's going to be a moonlit night? Uh, looking up, you can see there's partial cloud cover. Okay. But it does emit some light that you can see creates dense shadows. Okay. So if you have night vision or dark vision, you can see and make perception checks with disadvantage. Okay. Um, if you don't have any sort of vision like that, you can see literally nothing. Without light source. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like a light source might attract a little bit of shit. I wouldn't do the light source, no. I'm all good for walking at normal speed without drawing attention to us. A light source would be a beacon to anything in this plane that says dinner's served. <clears throat> yeah. Um, we might need to just lead Barnabas a little bit. Perhaps we can tie a rope to his waist. Put him on the donkey. The boy will be riding on the donkey. Yeah, tie him to the donkey. <laughs> yeah. Just, um, yeah. I don't ride on beast of burden. Just, yeah, hold the beast of he, He's not blind to someone, like, a foot in front of him. He can follow. No. He can follow Gorgon Ball. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. It's like... If you were walking into a dark room, yeah. follow the sheen of your friend's blade and we'll mm. be fine. Yeah. Or the ladle. Ladle. Follow the ladle. Well, I will lead the donkey and you will lead us. Cool. Oh. All right. So at that, you will gather your things. I'm happy to go in front. You just tell me where to go. I can just picture him you know, heading the map. Walking along and falling down a hole. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that upon the journey, Rengar will be walking with a arrow knocked. Okay. Oh. All right. Braxton will follow suit and have uh, a hand on his quiver and one hand obviously leading the donkey. And I will draw a line in the sand with my axe as I drag it <laughs> as my <laughs> maul. <laughs> you begin to gather yourselves at the edge of this cave mouth. And as you begin to move your way out, you can hear small chitterings coming from some of the bodies of the mastodons and as you look towards it you can see what looks like the insectoid creatures that you had previously seen in the dry spell (laughs) are feeding upon these creatures you can also see that these ones that you're looking at are almost four times the size of the ones that you had previously seen as you stand there taking this moment in Braxton looks around to you and says well at least they're occupied We'll have to be quiet for this portion at least. Make oh. our way up the ravine. And as he points to it, you can see uh, a small pathway that leads up onto the surface and out of the ravine. 
that you had just been traveling in. I was just thinking that's a lot of eggs. Yeah, that is, if they decide to do that. I feel like they they prefer living creatures. They're just eating. They're eating on the dead ones. Yeah. On the dead ones. Yeah. So, Ren says, if it, if it needs to lay its eggs in something, it probably needs somewhere warm, and those bodies won't be warm for long. They're probably just having their dinner. Mm. Well read, one. Yet skedaddle. Yeah, so it was uh, stealthily for the first portion, yeah. 25, 23, 25, 23 <laughs> two successes, three. a failure, 14, a success, and behind here, you've got a success and a failure, so group success. You guys begin making your way slowly and silently out of this ravine, almost creeping in a line like the Scooby gang. As you're careening this rock, you get to the base of the ravine and you start to begin the ascent. As you do, the donkey probably is going to have the most trouble and that's where most of your noise comes from. It was, um, I'll say Baron Barnabas and Braxton try to assist the donkey up. You hear some of the materials on it begin to jangle and you watch as one of the spiders just shift and look your way and then continue ravenously eating on the mastodon. You eventually, all of you, careen over the side of this ravine and you look out into the expanse and those of you that can see, just see a wave of rolling dunes as far as the eye can see in almost every direction. Those of you that can't can see the starlight above, a milky way of galaxies like you had not seen before and Gorgonbort you haven't seen since your younger years. It's beautiful but also terrifying well empty space means for now there's no uh, nothing out there to get us at the moment also means there's no cover for us if anything's to come for us I can't see a better way regardless how much of that oil do you have brother Uh, what are you thinking I'm thinking we douse these fuckers behind us in oil and light them in our wake it's just a thought are you referring to the spiders? I'm not going to disagree with that voice of action. There we go. The big man has my back. Um, I've got one better. How quickly did they get you last time? Pretty late. <laughs> <laughs> light up a javelin. 120 foot range on a fireball. Yep. And I also can assist with that, Morvan. Just a, just a, I say like a wave. It's like three or four sharp things flying <laughs> over there. How the many air. did you, how many could we make out? You, you said a few. Around one, you can see probably the shadows of four. four they're pretty big. Four ones that are four times the size. Mm. <clears throat> Why are we engaging in combat with these since we've just successfully... If it's lighting them up, that draws people to that area. And the, the mastodons are there, so they'll stay lit for a little bit while we fucking skedaddle the other mm. way. I like see, it. Distraction, see. distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but also, can we hold off on this one throwing javelins? I've heard tales of your... Proficiency. Well, what else do you want me to throw? I'm not getting close to the ah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a javelin or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like the thought. I, I, I think this is a uh, this is probably not a bad idea. Um, given that you know we we can stay at range, we also have a spellcaster, and and we don't need to be accurate. We just got to hit that area. I can light it up. I can give Barnabas <laughs> something that he can hoist. Excuse quite me. Far. Mm. Why don't we just light a fire over there, and that will draw people away. Because we want to kill these things, don't we? Yes, we want to kill these things. We want to make sure they don't follow us. And I know he's young. He's probably wiser than all of us. Yeah. That's right. If 
if these waters come, we've got the defensive troll, the Macedon burn because it's going to have a lot of uh Yeah, would the fur on a Macedon be fireable? Well, they don't know. Fireball mm. or just yeah. Well, it, it ignites anything flammable. It will. Ignite, so. It will ignite it, and also, if the fire is set in, the mastodon has plenty of body fat that yeah. could keep it burning as well. Yeah, let's do so, it. If you want to throw oil on it just to start it, that will yeah. quicken yeah. the process. And who's to say, like, they didn't see where we went, so they don't know where the fuck the fire's coming from. For all they know, mm. the creatures, man, oh, they'll just be they'll like, be, they'll, the be, they'll be focusing on it, and then it'll just be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they won't. Won't. They'd be like, ooh, cooked yeah. meat. Go on down. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, yeah I'm, all, I'm already like fashioning up a fucking oil flask and going to hand it to Barnabas to hoik it. So in this process, you have three uh, oil flasks. I do. Rengar. So you hand one to Barnabas. Braxton will hold out the hand for one. Yep. And you watch as he'll tie it to the end of his arrow and knock it in his bow. What are you doing with yours? I need one for a rainy day. Okay. I'm going to keep one. Yep. And trust that those two can accurately. Was it just the one them. Mastodon? I thought there were. There are many, but it was just the one you saw them feeding on. Yeah. Well, should we maybe light up a second one? One go for the one where they're feeding, one go for an. If we're just. No, yeah, basically, want to make a fire. They might spread them out there. I think we target all Light. our ammunition in mm. one place. Yeah. I agree. You had a firebolt ready? I got a javelin, it's lit up, I'm good to go. More than Braxton is listening to you all sort of bicker about the plan and he just rolls his eyes, releases the arrow and you watch as it smashes onto the Mastodon fur and he says, your turn, I would hurry. You hear this, as his spiders begin to look up, flaming arrow, uh, flaming javelin, Gorgonbort. I got 10. That's enough to hit a stationary target. So you watch as the javelin looks like it's about to careen off, but then it eventually just hits the target and then you watch as the oil that uh, Braxton hit just illuminates and you hear the screech through the night. You smell burning fur. What are you doing with yours, Barnabas? Throw mine at the same group. Just try to get that same area. Roll an attack, add your strength modifier and your proficiency, which is plus three, plus whatever your strength is. That's an 18. Okay, so with that, you watch as the vial goes end over end, smashes on the ground next to the Macedon, and you watch as the fire doubles in size. You guys watch as these creatures' legs just begin to curl in as they begin to move some of them on fire around, setting other things on fire as well. You watch as Braxton's got his hand on his hips and he's just laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, dumb fuckers. (laughs) That's a beautiful sight. They appear weak to fire, though. Curled already, that's good. Um, at that, you also watch as the light illuminates probably seven to eight more in the vicinity, and you watch immediately as they are looking at the fire in this immense heat, you watch as they rear back from it, almost squealing and then running away. I think we've done enough. Let's get out of here. Yeah. That would also, the fire burning would create some sound as well. So mm-hmm. we're good to... The crackle in the distance as you guys turn and begin walking across the dunes. You make your way over one of the larger ones and down the other side. And if you turn backwards, you can see the faint orange glow from the fire and the smoke going up into the distance from what you just caused. As you silently walk into the night. Hi guys, and thank you so much for listening to the latest episode, D&D valiant odyssey in the future guys if you want to catch up with us outside of the times that the episodes are released you can come to our discord you should find the link in the show notes if you want to catch up on all the announcements and keep up to date with the valiant odyssey action then there's our socials link as well instagram twitter facebook you name it we're there valiant odyssey is growing and it's all because of you so thank you so much for your patronage make sure you leave a review on your favorite podcast medium 
We'll see you next week. Welcome to the Odyssey.